This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. On my show, I talk about everything from my past life as a fashion model on the covers of magazines to my life now, where I've transformed myself into a competitive athlete running races here in New York City. On today's show, it's both a coach's corner and a general check-in about how my marathon training is going, because a lot has happened since my last few episodes, and I'm in the thick of it. So I want to share with you guys what I've learned and what I'm planning for the next three weeks as I head to Chicago to run 26.2 miles and give it my best shot. Welcome back to my show. It has been a minute and I apologize. I haven't been as consistent with my podcast, but I have a good excuse. So bear with me as I begin to unpack what's happened in the past few months as I've put my head down and done the work getting ready to put myself in the best possible position to attack the marathon this fall. Training these past eight weeks has been insane, but it's been amazing. And I want to just go through the the beginning, middle, and now approaching the taper of what my marathon training buildup towards Chicago has looked like. But before I get into that, I want to say that I decided I was going to run Chicago last spring. I was looking for which marathon made the most sense. And because I'm going to be going for a fast time or a time qualifying uh, result, I chose Chicago versus choosing something like New York or any of the other major marathons where it might be um, more about just like getting through the marathon because the course is more technical. I chose Chicago because it's flat, which means it's fast. So I'm going to get that time. That's, That's what I'm really going for with this marathon. And um, if you know any little bit about my story, uh, I was a non-athlete who started to get really competitive in 2019 as I transitioned out of my modeling career and really just gave myself to running. And within not very long, uh, not long of a time, I did get very competitive with my times and managed to do some big things like break 17 minutes in the 5K, Break 34 or break 35 minutes in the 10K, running a 34.37, um, as well as run a 117.5. half. And at my debut marathon, I ran a 2.55. So those times are pretty competitive um, as far as New York goes, as far as um, like nationally recognized, I guess, like it could consider me sub elite, if not elite, in certain um, races. And so I applied to the Chicago Marathon to be part of the American Development Program, which is it's the athletes that are striving to get that OTQ or that Olympic trials qualifying time, that elusive time in the marathon in hopes to race the Olympic trials in 2024. This is a big dream of mine, but I'm also um, very humbled in knowing how hard the marathon is. It's not like... It's not like any other distance because the marathon is just so long that you can train and train and train and train for months, but you never really know how it's going to go on the actual day. And one thing that a coach that I look up to who's run the time that I'm looking to run told me was that, you know, you can train and put in as much work as you possibly can, 
But some of it is just up to luck on the day. It's like how you wake up, where your hormones are, how your body's feeling. It's a lot of just kind of like mystery on if it's all going to come together and click and the weather's going to be just right. And yeah, so there's a lot of the unknown that I'm realizing that's going to come with just getting myself ready. But that said, I've done everything I possibly can to put myself in the best possible position to attack this marathon with ferocity. And by that, I mean, I'm doing the training. Unlike I've ever trained for anything in my entire life. So what does that look like? Basically, two months ago, or about a month and a half ago, I started to increase my mileage because number one thing with training for a marathon is getting that that volume. And building up mileage is not necessarily the most easy thing if you are brand new, but I have a base and I um, I kind of just like used what I've got with the base of knowing that I can safely get up to the mid 80s, uh, mid 80 mile weeks, which is, you know, more than 10 miles a day. And then ultimately began to work off of that to get up to what I've been sitting on the past five weeks, which is 100 mile weeks, which is a ton. But that's what's required to go after a really competitive marathon, at least for me. Some people, they have that talent because they've been running competitively their whole lives and they know that they can get away with like the mid 80, mid 70 mile weeks for a competitive marathon. I don't have that. I am I'm strictly relying on training over just sheer talent to get me to where I want to go. So for me and what responds really well with my body, that is mileage and increasing the mileage. So over the past uh, eight weeks or so, I got myself up to these hundred something mile weeks and actually peaked of my highest mileage week this past week at 108, which 108 miles in a week is a lot. So before I talk about that, though, about this like this peak week that I just came off of, I have to say that if you're committing if you're committing to doing a competitive marathon the way I have, I feel like you kind of have to make a choice to give yourself to this fully or um, not at all. And what I mean by that is basically when I decided, okay, I'm in the American Development Program for the Chicago Marathon, this is going to be a huge shot at a world major marathon, going big, traveling to this race, giving it my all, going to try to like really show up for this 100%. I made a choice that was kind of risky, um, which was to kind of put everything else in my life on hold as I pursue this dream. I dialed back on work. Um, I still, I'm a writer, so I had like some various gigs that I kind of finished up. I wrote a piece for Tracksmith about one of my teammates. I wrote a piece for a magazine that just came out called like The Wind about my modeling career. And so I, you know, I I had some freelance gigs here and there, a couple little modeling gigs here and there, but I basically said to myself, I'm going to treat this like a job and I'm going to give training my everything. And so I did. And basically, um, that means, you know, giving two to three hours a day to running and then ample amounts of recovery 
and trying to do um, whatever I can to rest, taking naps, like everything I possibly can, fuel. But basically the running is the most important thing that I do in a day because I'm just giving myself this. This is some, This is a time in my life that I'll never get back. And I just feel like I needed to kind of put my head into this 100%. And so I have. And um, I mean, like, yeah, I've taken some some sacrifices elsewhere with like my career. Like I, I'm not in the photo studio as often as I as I used to be. I'm like here, I'm there here and there, here and like, you know, whenever I can. But it's really taken a back seat while I've pursued this whole running thing, <laughs> which I believe is going to pay in spades. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's worth it to me no matter what the outcome of whether or not I run the race of my life or not. I just wanted to see what would happen if I gave myself 100% to running, which is what I've been doing. And so far, it's been really paying off. And I've been feeling so excited because I'm only seeing these incredible improvements in just my daily training. So yeah, I, I think what I'm trying to say is for me, this marathon, this competitive marathon, I had to kind of just like switch, a, a flip a switch in my brain that's like, you are going to train like, you know, a real deal athlete, like go big. And so I have been. And yeah, we'll see what happens. At the end of the day, I always see it as a writer, like, you know, this will be a great story. So it's worth it no matter what. Um, so speaking about weekly mileage and getting that mileage ramped up safely and running these 100 mile weeks, I want to break down what my weeks actually look like when I talk about how I've gotten that mileage up. I started ramping it up by running my normal 10 to 12 miles a day and then I would like speckle in a couple doubles. So I would run like the 10 in the morning and then maybe three, three or four in the evening Um Easy, easy, easy mileage with maybe a one track workout and one long run that's at a harder effort a week. But everything is pretty much easy except for those two days where you go a little bit harder. And um, as I like got into the doubles, like that's where you run twice in one day, a double. I'd run a double digit run in the morning, so like 10 miles, and then like a, you know a quick shakeout in the afternoon, maybe for 30, 30 minutes or so. And that evolved into um, some longer long runs in the middle of the week, like maybe I'd run an 18 miler or a 16 miler as I got more comfortable. So basically what I'm saying is I used the first few weeks doing a little bit more doubles to then incorporate some longer runs um, all at once as I got more of a base. Because in the beginning of this marathon training cycle, my longest long run in the beginning was about 13 miles. That's a half marathon. I ran 13 on a random Friday in the very beginning of the cycle. And I was like, wow, that was really long and hard. That's just perspective for you. I ran like a 730 pace. I was dehydrated. And I was like, oh, man, 13 miles. That's hard. Now I'm like casually running 18 miles on any given day all at once. And just just perspective. Like, you know, it's like it came, it came the, the, the fitness came as uh, time went on. So started with doubles, turned that into a couple more longer long runs. And yeah, that was kind of how I built up the mileage. People say stuff like you increase uh, 5 to 10% a week or something. I kind of just did like an extra five miles a week gradually. And uh, then I got up to 100 and just kind of maintained there and then got up to 108. And now I'm going to drop it back down. Um, but uh, a secret about getting this mileage up was actually um, something that I don't think is very expected. 
My secret for getting myself up to these 100 mile weeks has been training partners. And if you know me, you know that I used to like cling to the treadmill. I was such a treadmill runner for so long. I would just, even the last marathon I did, CIM in 2019, all I did was train on the treadmill. I'd run by myself on the treadmill. And I'm seeing now, it's been kind of a while since I've touched a treadmill. I basically just call up upon any of my many training partners that I've been running with, people like Omri, Zeb, um, my friend David Rusk. I have like a, a little crew of pals where I can kind of text and say, hey guys, I need some miles. Do you want to jump in with me? I'm like, let's just go run some miles. And someone like my training partner, Omri, we would on a casual Monday just be like, okay, let's just go on a little adventure and we'd run like 18 miles. So that really got me out of my own head. And something about running with somebody else keeps you accountable. And just you don't really think about it as much. And even when it is kind of annoying and you're sitting there in the middle of the run like, oh, this is really monotonous. We're only halfway through and nine miles is only the halfway point then you just know that someone's there going to kind of like push you to keep going, even though it's boring and long. So that is something that I think is invaluable or having these training partners carry you along as you're building up the mileage. Another aspect of training that I think is unexpected, but something that I learned during this buildup in this cycle is the value of unplugging or disconnecting from social media. And a little over a month ago, my friend was trying out this experiment where he wanted to delete social media from uh, my phone and from like his phone and get rid of the apps so that we can't check them, can't check like Instagram or TikTok or any of that stuff. Um, and... At first, I was like, I'm not going to survive because anyone who knows me knows that I'm super addicted to Instagram. But after this experiment, this was like one of the first real weekends of me marathon training. I could not let myself go back to having social media on my phone. So I think this has greatly impacted my training because I'm, I'm more focused on the moment and not how to present that to the world or put it on social media and, you know, express how every little training run went. And something that a coach said to me um, last season was that you can't attach yourself to any one sing singular run and no run is going to make or break your entire marathon buildup. And I think having the no social media has actually just validated that and emphasized to myself that like no run run is going to be the end all be all and I don't need to post and brag about like all my splits or say that a run was hard or anything like that I just kind of check the box and move on and then before I know it there's another run to be focusing on and that I'm the only one focusing on these runs I'm not trying to get some kind of external validation or praise or anything like that. I'm just getting getting the runs in and out every single day. Um, like I said, putting my head down, doing the work, and not relying on others to give me some kind of a sense of validation of how my training's going and uh, what that looks like. That said, I can still check social media like from my desktop or from, I mean, I guess from my laptop, and. That's great. I can still stay kind of in touch, but it's not just like this daily time waster 
or dopamine spike that then alters how I uh, see these runs and like what it looks like to the outside world. So I feel like that's a really underrated big hack or getting rid of social media on my phone in order to train for a, a more competitive marathon. But it's been working. So I'm going with that. And I'm actually, I don't know if you could even convince me to bring social media back to my phone at this point. That's how much of an improvement I've seen. So yeah, the no social media hack for, you know, training, that's been uh, just amazing. Um, Another aspect of training uh, is this idea of having a plan. I am, if you know me, you know that I'm very uh, intuitive with the way that I like to train. I'm not one size fits all. I don't believe in having a blanket plan that you just throw out there for 12 weeks and you say, okay, these are the workouts I'm for sure going to hit. I'm very day to day. How does it feel week to week? What am I like meeting myself where I'm at? And um, so I've taken a combination of having a plan, but being very flexible with when and how I approach these workouts. So for example, my team meets on Tuesday nights and that's when we do our track speed workout. And for me, um, I've kind of adjusted that where sometimes I'd wake up on a Tuesday and be like, I don't really feel like I can do 400s today. So instead, I would adjust it and maybe do it on a Wednesday with some other people that were maybe not doing the track workout on Tuesday and make my own track Tuesday, but uh, a day later on a Wednesday night and kind of like see where my body was on any given day before I can aggressively go after doing a hard workout. Because for me, I'd rather go after a hard workout when I feel like I can really attack those splits and get the get the times then go after it halfway on a day that I don't want to do it and my body still needs to recover from the long run over the weekend or whatever it is that is keeping me from doing it that day. I like to look at things as a cumulative uh, week of, okay, I hit these workouts, you know, I did it this way, like maybe I did a long run on a Saturday night, which I was known to do a lot during this buildup. Like when I would go meet up with my training partner Omri on a Saturday night at seven o'clock and go run around Central Park um, because that's when we would decide to do it. And honestly, it's been it w- worked out because it would just be like, you know, quiet and peaceful and I could get in my own head and just like focus. So, yeah, um, I think that out of all of these things uh, that I've covered with the the weekly mileage getting higher and finding the really solid training partners, not being on social media, having a plan, but also being flexible and meeting yourself where you're at, those are all things that are just game changers. And so far in this buildup, it's just it's been invaluable. So I wanted to express that stuff with you guys. I'm going to keep um, making a few more episodes that kind of unpack how this cycle has been going, but I wanted to make sure that I could check in with you guys, give you a little episode, and let you know that, yeah, I'm training for the Chicago Marathon. I might have been quiet, but I'm training. Um, You might not see me as much on social media, but definitely follow me on Strava. That's kind of my only outlet right now for any kind of like uh, social media app stuff. I do still have Strava on my phone. So you can find me on Strava. I'm Lucy Beatrix, L-U-C-I-E-B-E-A-T-R-I-X. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling good. Thanks so much for tuning into my show. Until next time. 
Just be fast. Just win.